Good morning everyone, it's good to see you, thanks for praying yesterday, um, we were at a place called Blackety Side Farm yesterday, if you're going out of leaving uh, on the right hand side is the mental hospital and on the left hand side is Blackety Side Farm and there there's a man called Robert the big farmer who's recently come to know the Lord and he's on fire for God and it was really good to be there and to know your prayers a lady and her daughter trusted the Lord after the evening gospel rally and the place was full and we managed to uh, enjoy the, the company of folks from all over Fife and elsewhere uh, yesterday so it's good to be here this morning as well and we're going to read together um, a familiar passage Luke chapter 24 and verses 13 onwards um, getting to know Jesus is a study in relationship some folks think Christianity is a drug that was uh, Karl Marx's view it's the opiate of the people and some folk think uh, Freud thought that God was a frustrated father complex and I had a pupil who thought that uh, Christianity was a pillow in which to rest your doubts that was how she put it and a whole lot of stuff like that but Christianity basically is a relationship it's a relationship between an individual and a being believed to be God which results in faith and worship and service and this is a, a narrative about how a relationship developed on the road to Emmaus chapter 24 verse 13 of Luke now that same day two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem they were talking with each other about everything that had happened this is Easter Sunday by the way alright um, as they talked and discussed these things with each other Jesus himself came up and walked along with them but they were kept from recognizing him he asked them Why, what are you discussing together as you walk along they, they stood still their faces downcast one of them named Cleopas asked him are you only a visitor to Jerusalem do you not know the things that have happened there in these days what things he asked if there's any scripture that tells us Jesus has a sense of humour this is it what things he'd gone through it all um, about Jesus of Nazareth they replied he was a prophet powerful in word and deed before God and all the people the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel and what is more it is the third day since all this took place in addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things, and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. 
As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? It's a glorious narrative. It only appears in this full form in one of the Gospels. And it's a story about a miserable couple, sick at heart, Sometimes you see folk like this, you know, and you wonder what tragedy has overcome, why are they so down uh, at this time? And the whole of the events uh, during the Passover festival at that time had really depressed them because their hopes were dashed, their leader was crucified and humiliated and the Romans seem to have triumphed again let's get out of here and so they headed for Emmaus a beautiful spot well out of Jerusalem and there's a mirror of relationship here um, one of the folk here is called Cleopas we're not sure who the other one is it was maybe Mrs Cleopas um, some folk think it was Luke uh, the evangelist uh, writer and we're not sure anyway but here in the, in the story we've got an unknown companion an unknown companion verses 13 to 16 we've lost the art of walking haven't we uh, we don't like walking this was a walk, it was a seven mile walk from Jerusalem to Emmaus and they, they had travelled it often but this was a different time they were walking and the stranger drew near it was the Lord Jesus, it tells us in the narrative. And Jesus drew near and walked with them. Jesus himself walked along with them. This was a personal touch. And the relationship that Jesus wants to have with us is a personal relationship. Um, in America they used to sing a song I've never heard it in this country and I'm not sure of the tune and I only know one line <laughs> but it's a good line <laughs> it says this he was there all the time do you know that one Graham? No, oh, na neither do I <laughs> but, but it's a tremendous truth isn't it he was there all the time that's true of our lives Go right back to when you were born. I shouldn't have been born at all, of course. My, my mother was told she couldn't have any children. Um, and then, after having adopted my big brother, 15 years later, as one born out of due time, I appeared. <laughs> uh, the, the child of a 41-year-old, and I won't tell you what my father said um, when uh, she told him she was expecting a baby. Um, but he was there. He was there at every crisis in your life. Every illness you had, every exam you failed, every relationship that you destroyed by what you said to somebody else. Whatever crisis you went through in your life, he was there. 
all the time. What a saviour. The stranger drew near, the stranger gave ear. I love that bit when he says, what things? I mean, only the Lord could say it like that. What things, you know? And he just opened them up in conversation and they began to tell them. He was a prophet, Jesus of Nazareth. And here he is beside them. Powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we had hoped he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And the stranger's apparent ignorance was matched and more than matched by his amazing knowledge, supreme authority, his burning information uh, as his speech poured out to them. Um, This unknown companion led them into an unfolding connection. It says here, what a Bible class this was. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things? The Jews were looking for a military hero in a big charger. And the Lord Jesus came along. The, the humble Lamb of God. If you want to summarize his ministry, you can summarize his ministry in one verse. Given by John the Baptist at the outset of his ministry. Look, he said, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He summarized it in one sentence. And when you look at it carefully, there are three Old Testament images here. One of them's maybe a wee bit far-fetched. In fact, it is a wee bit far-fetched. I thought it up. So, <laughs> here you are. He told them, first of all, about the Passover lamb. Look, the lamb of God. And he looked back in the Old Testament to Exodus chapter 12. In the Passover, God visited his people. They were a slave people, enslaved by the most sophisticated empire ever known in history so far. And the Hebrews are made not only to make bricks, but to go out and get straw to, to bind the bricks together. And their taskmasters were very cruel to them. And God visited them and he told them, the angel of death is going to pass through the land. And the Passover was instituted. Now the Hebrew word to pass over, it can also mean to hover over. Did you, did you know that? Neither did I. And the <laughs> It's not only to spare, it's to protect. And God's angel was going to come through the land and they had to take a lamb and they had to kill it, catch his blood in a basin and dub the doorposts and lintels of each Israelite home and the firstborn would be spared when the angel of death passed over the lamb, passed over the land. Um, and that was a lamb and the, the lamb in the Old Testament is pictured in the New Testament directly with Christ Paul says in his letters Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for us that's the first image second image uh, you, you would you'd go to <coughs> here the Leviticus chapter 16 the day of atonement ceremony once a year they had a bumper time when they asked God to forgive their sins and they had two goats one was slain and his blood spread on the altar the other the high priest took the other goat out and he was called this goat was called the scapegoat 
the scapegoat. They took the blame and the high priest would confess the sins of the people who were all arrayed around the tabernacle in their clans and he would confess their sins over this goat and then he would give it what we call in Scotland a scalp and the goat would be hunted into the wilderness symbolically taking away the sins of the people for another year when the high priest came out they knew that God had accepted their sacrifice it was wonderful and in First Peter in his letter he says Christ carried our sins in his own body to the tree like the scapegoat carried the sins of the people into the desert in Old Testament thought so there's Exodus 12 and there's Leviticus 16 and then there's Numbers 21 this is my idea um, look he said look the Lamb of God and in Numbers 21 there's a story about how the people were afflicted by snake bites and how God ordained that Moses should take make a bronze snake and put it up in a pole no matter how far away you are as long as you look look there was a boy called Charles Haddon Spurgeon and he was he couldn't get to church that Sunday it was too snowy so he just went into the nearest church there was hardly anybody there and the preacher hadn't turned up I think so they had a substitute preacher and the substitute preacher wasn't much of a preacher all he could do was keep repeating his text and the text was from the prophet Isaiah look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth I said all you've got to do is look look have you looked you look you look and he went on and on about looking and looking and Spurgeon looked to Christ that morning and God used them in a wonderful way he had a tabernacle in London it seated 6,000 people and Spurgeon by God's Holy Spirit was able to, to lead thousands of people to Christ in London as he preached the gospel a wee girl was up in the top story of the, the, the Metropolitan Tabernacle as it was called and she was going home with her mother and she said mummy why was that man talking to me all the time you know the message got through and here's the third image the bronze snake look just look today look to Christ this couple learned to look as they travelled on the road to Emmaus there was an unfolding connection three word pictures the Passover lamb, the scapegoat and the bronze snake Exodus 12, Leviticus 16 Numbers 21 if you want to look it up they were spared they were substituted they were saved and they were focused on Jesus you know if you repent of your sin today and turn to Christ you can find him there's something to admit you admit your need of God you're a sinner you're lost without him there's something to believe that Christ died for you the night I became a Christian a wee man said if you had been the only sinner in the world the Lord Jesus Christ would still have come and died for you the focus is on him admit, believe, confess spend the rest of your life confessing Christ there was an unfolding connection and then the wonderful thing the third thing ah it's a great one an unexpected communion 
and unexpected communion. It was the climax of the relationship with the stranger. The stranger became the master. That's the story of this wonderful narrative. Note Jesus' politeness. He would have gone further. He got home, it was dark, it was supper time. And he would have gone further. Uh, there's a wonderful Christian called Richard Wurmbrandt. I met him at Keswick one year and I spoke with him. He had wounds in his body inflicted by the, the, the communist uh, guards in his prison in Romania. He had 13 wounds in his body. And he told me how one of the guards came to trust Christ. A number of the guards came to trust Christ through Wurmbrandt. Wurmbrandt, they, 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 they gave him a really hard time of it. They drove nails into a wooden box he was in so as he would be terrified. They altered the light so he didn't know when it was dark and when it was light. They, they starved him. They beat him. And <laughs> here's what he did. He was losing track of time and he divided the, world, the, the week up and decided what day was Sunday. <laughs> and when it was Sunday in his mind... He conducted a service, he chose the hymns, he organised the prayers, he read the Bible. He didn't have a Bible, but he could, he'd read and memorised so much of the Bible. And then he preached the sermon, and some of the guards used to come and take their books off and listen outside his cell. What a wonderful saviour Jesus was. And one of the guards said, when he read this incident, Oh Jesus! You have won me by your politeness. <laughs> Isn't that marvelous? Oh Jesus, you have won me by... He, he says the communists bash our senses in every day in the television with communist theory and communist doctrine. But Jesus would have gone further. And he waited for them to invite him in. And that's what they did. And that's what you can do today. You can invite him into your life today. To be your saviour. And your friend. And Jesus did a wonderful thing. Because they had special rules for mealtimes in Jewish families. The Jews had a custom. The custom was that the head of the house, the pater familias, they called the father of the house, Serve the meat. You know, when Jesus went into the house, he took over. He became the pater familias. He broke the bread and served the family. You know? And you know, a wonderful thing about the Lord Jesus, the stranger can become the master in your life. He can become the Lord, the decision maker for you. What subjects you take at school, what job you do, what girl you marry. The whole gamut of life's experience can be yielded to the Lord Jesus Christ as not only your saviour, but also your master, your Lord. And so the early Christians in the first century learned to say, they didn't say Caesar is Lord, they said Jesus is Lord. And that's a wonderful thing. When uh, He becomes not only our friend, our saviour, our teacher, but our master and our Lord. 
and in Glasgow they had an evangelist called Seth Sykes a lady spoke to me last night an old lady, she was I think it was 85 or 86 she said, and she came to the Lord through a man called Seth Sykes who was a I think he was a conductor in the tram cars and do you know that the Glasgow uh, battalion had had uh, nothing but Glasgow tram car drivers and conductors joined up, took the king's shilling and fought in the First World War. Many of them died. Um, well, old Seth Sykes, he volunteered. If it turned out he wasn't accepted, he had a bad stomach. It bothered his kidneys and stuff like that. But he was an evangelist, a children's evangelist. And he used to say to the adults and to the children when he preached, Will you not attack him? Him, this wonderful Saviour. Will you not attack him? Him, this wonderful Lord. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you for the lengths to which he went, that we might be converted and saved and changed and, and our lives put into order in the plan of God. Thank you for this. Thank you for this couple and the wonderful experience they had as they got to know Jesus. Lord, help us to know him better, to follow him more closely. For Jesus' sake. Amen.